This week on the Podland Trailcasters. So guess who's sick again for the second time in a month? Mike Test. <clears throat> hello, 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 Rip City. God dang, I, I hate the fact you gotta sit here and... Like, I should be ready, but I don't have a hug today. It's awful. You did you, you heard about Evoca probably going under? Oh, yeah. Shocked. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm so shocked. At it's, some it's, point... It's like no, a chicken or the egg thing here. Where it's no, like, at it's, some point... At some point, people break. You don't have to have a... You don't have to have a package to stream FM radio. What's up? Uh, just ignore me. Every American, man, woman, any gender, anything in between, all of you should have beards. It's just the American thing to do. Just grow that beard out. I'm gonna meet you. Caffeine is in there. But yeah, Cause I'm... It's because you're soft. If you were a hard, toxic male, you would have edited it. <laughs> soft no, I'm right, not yeah, saying we're, give we're, it to we're me going for more... free, but I haven't had the... I, I don't even get to try it anymore. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're going more for like the drug dealer model now, where it's like, give him a taste, give him a little sample. Pay $5 a month and you'll get Keats podcast with no sound effects. <laughs> pay, pay $10 a month, you'll get the entire unedited pod in its entirety, in full Listen. two hours. Anyway, have fun editing this down to about five minutes. Let's talk basketball. <laughs> it's going to be another one of those entire conversations that hits the cutting room floor. Charm and software are trying to find the good in everybody. <laughs> didn't mean I didn't mean it to offend you. Cool. Cool cool. Anyway, I'm recording and ready. Alright. Let's do a quick three two one. So three, two, one. Hello Rip City to all of you in town and out of town and in every corner of these interwebs thank you for tuning in here with you from Hood River my name is Keith Feltner Smith and here with me the on-time Hawaiian the master of segues and Mr. Professional Christopher Joseph Burkhardt although to be totally fair neither of us was really on time today I guess that still counts as being Hawaiian on time maybe uh nah, but, bro, but good, I know good morning, I know no no, I know how you work. So the Discord was the Discord was open, and I saw your little gray circle right there. I'm like, he's not even logged on yet, and this was at like 9:55. So I'm like, I, I texted you. I'm, I'm I'm on time. Then you text me. You're like, I was running a little bit behind. So I was like, well, you know what? I saw that you were running behind. I started doing dishes. Now I'm committed. I, I ain't leaving until they're done. So. I, I was, texted uh, you I like was 57, being like, hey, I'll be a few minutes behind. Then I logged on at like 59. Then I think you said you're, you'll be, you see me online, you'll be back in a few. And then 18 minutes later. Anyway, Chris, it's, uh, we've had a bit of some, some fun scheduling stuff. I was talking to you in the pre-show about how I don't think I've really had any flu or cold or any sort of sickness since pre-quarantine. Now I feel like I've, I'm on like my second head cold in a month. Uh, I, I you know officially have confirmed i'm still testing negative so it's it's not COVID. i'm knocking on wood here but i'm still COVID free uh this far into it so i feel good about that but my god man i it's it's i feel like the flu it's it's a uh, cold or flu or whatever they're all on steroids now everything i think maybe with everyone having kind of taken some time away and protected themselves i'm sure i don't know about you i have not gotten my flu shot this year that's probably on on me as well i've gotten my boosters for COVID, but didn't protect against this and i am now paying the price Yep, I got him. I got my flu shot and my COVID booster at the exact same time, and 
I, I grew a third ear and had to get it surgically removed, but I haven't been sick. So yeah, this this year's an interesting year, man. And obviously, we all think we're health experts now because you know, right? Of course, COVID showed us that. But it's crazy. It's uh, everyone's getting sick. It's been going around the schools. It's been this is where it's so stressful, and it becomes like a. Uh, hypochondria almost right like as soon as you yeah. get a sniffle you're like where's my covid test right right if you're at yeah. the store right and someone coughs you're like oh god oh god yeah <laughs> yep. so, completely completely but now but there's so much going around now now that things have opened up and you know you can still be uh, judicious and Dude. then and then i'm like you i'm 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 a i'm a uh, red white and blue blooded american which means i have the fancy sexy beard just like you like every <laughs> like e like every red white and blue blooded american should have doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on just a big bushy american man beard baby and then you why realize, cut it off at men? Why, not, why cut it off at men? Every American, man, woman, any gender, anything in between, all of you should have beards. It's just the American thing to do. Just grow that beard out. The face warmer. Well, well, I haven't <laughs> seen a big, sexy American woman beard. That's why well, I'm. I, that's why I'm. You're I'm missing saying, out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not keeping them out of the conversation at all. If you want to grow you're one, you're not grow gatekeeping. One, I, yeah. You just, someone. Someone just has to bring one to the table for me to see first, right? Someone's got to break all the I'm, seal. Anyway, Absolutely. I don't even know where I was going with that. I just really <laughs> wanted to say, I just wanted to shout out beards and America for a minute. Shout okay? out to beards. Shout shout out America. Back on track here to why I brought up red, white, and blue-blooded American man beards. The masks, it's the sanitizers, where are we going? It's because COVID made you realize how often you touch like, oh, I'm at the store and like, oh, this can of something looks good. Hmm, and then your hand goes right <laughs> to your face. That's just a long-winded way of saying, yeah, I still use hand sanitizer. See, guys. my okay, I, I want to get to the hand sanitizer, but I, I'm noticing something here too. You've got a bit more of the bushy stash than I do. I keep my stash pretty short up here, but I I think there's no question I've got a lot more of the the the, the drapes, the beard going on underneath the the, the jawline. I, I hear you because I, I do the I do the the beard kind of combing, kind of thought process thing all the time. Do you think we would do this nearly as often if we didn't have beards? Does a bald faced person do this at all? Or is it only No, if I didn't if I didn't have my beard to play with, I'd probably be stuck picking my nose or something, all right? <laughs> yeah, like I still when I go into the grocery store, still put the mask on. It just it just feels more appropriate. I don't care if people look at me weird. Like I said, I haven't had COVID yet. We're we're years into this and I'm, you know, again, knock on wood, uh doing pretty well outside these stupid little head colds. Yeah, I don't have I don't have too much of a problem because I used I use O'Keefe's working man hands. <laughs> All right, you know. Trailcast is brought to you there, by. Get in there, get a little, get a little dab of that bad boy. Mm, put it on there. Oh yeah, that's right. You, you get, you get the lotion in those hands, or you have no problem with your dry hands, baby. O'Keefe's working man hands. <laughs> and now that we're red, giving... white, and blue blooded American beard having man. <laughs> And now that we're giving out uh, fake sponsor reads, listeners, if if you want the pure uncut side of Trailcast, if you want to get right by these ads, you want to get to the, the the raw conversations, the stuff that all the all the raw content that goes into the the churning mix that turns into this podcast, what you should do is come and join us on Discord. On our Discord, we have, the link is in the episode description, on our Discord, we have lots of other podcasters. We have access to live episodes like this one right here. You could be jumping in the background saying hello, 
getting some laughs in, maybe asking some questions at the end, talking about the season. Uh, we've got other content creators like Protoplutonian, hey. shirts, stickers, and the rest. Ike making some awesome pins, hey. Eminem. Hey. Beyond that, we have game chats. All of this being put on by fans, for other fans of the Blazers, like you, like us. So come and join the Discord. Link is in the episode description. All right, Chris. All that pre-game, pre-show stuff aside, let's get to some love, hugs, and hate mail. Our world-famous, internationally renowned segment. And let's start with you. Where's your love going this week? My love's going to Mother Nature for gracing us with an early season dusting of snow here in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest. I'm not one of these, oh no, it's snowing, the world is falling, it sucks. I'm like, oh yeah, winter wonderland. Then I had to get bundled up and my, my two kids wanted to go out and play. And then dad got so hard his nipples could tear a shirt open if he needed to. <laughs> and they're like, no, dad, we're not cold. We can't feel our feet, but we're having fun. So I had to sit out there the whole time. And I still loved it because I love when it snows. Because I'm not in Hood River where I get snowed in by 10 feet of snow in one night. Like, it's just a nice little dusting and enough to get me excited. And I love the uh, winter. So go. Go winter. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you're, you're excited for the snow just getting here. We've had snow for, like, two weeks up here now. It, it hasn't even melted away since it first showed up. Uh, but I love it, too, man. I'm, I'm all about it. The the dog's been loving it. I, I let out um, our our little uh, winter seasonal call last week on the episode when you weren't here. It's snowing! It was uh, it was awesome. It was, it was fun. My love this week, going to one of our listeners, one of our guys over on the Discord. So, again, listeners, if you haven't yet, come and join the Discord. Link is in the episode description. Our guy Jesse uh, at PaintPDX on Twitter and Jesse and his son Jacob, they had quite the experience at Sunday's Pacer game. The background for this is that Abby and I were going to go to the Pacer game this last Sunday, but with that snow coming in, Chris, with, with the way that, that little dust uh, dusting of snow like you mentioned, well, that was a good several inches or more. Uh, over the weekend before Sunday night's game. And so we were starting to get nervous about whether it was the best idea to head into Portland, if we'd be able to get back to Hood River safely Sunday night, if the snow got worse. Abby had early work Monday morning, so wanted to make sure that I wasn't putting her in a bad situation. So mid-afternoon Sunday, we decide, you know what? It's just a better idea for us not to go. So I go on, I go on the Discord. Right as I go log into the Discord to see if anyone wants our pair of tickets, Jesse's on there saying, hey guys, it's my son's birthday. He had some plans that got canceled. I'm looking for a pair of tickets that I'd, uh, I'd love to bring him to a game. And I'm like, dude, I got you. So we send uh, Jesse goes and sends some money to uh, a local charity in town, which is how we've been, how the third bench, shout out to the third bench. It's how we've been handing out a lot of our extra tickets this season is having anyone who can, you know, support doing some good locally as, as well as getting other local fans besides ourselves to the games. So Jesse made a donation. Jesse and his son, Jacob, go to the game for Jacob's birthday. Happy birthday to Jacob. On top of that, Chris, their seats were in 317 with the third bench group uh, that we've been going to all season. But Brooke Olsendam, Brooke sees Jesse's post about his son's birthday and how they're going to the game and how they just got these seats last minute. And Brooke says, hey, let me give you an upgrade. Brooke sends him down to her seats in the 100 level. So Jesse and Jacob for Jacob's birthday had an awesome experience Sunday against the Pacers and got the victory and saw the win. So quite the night for them. All the love to Jesse and happy birthday, Jacob. Dude, and a big old fat love to Brooke for hooking him up. Huge love to Brooke. Yeah, quite the awesome. Shout out to Brooke. Hey. Thank you for that. We got to get her back on the pod again. It's been too long. All right. How about your hugs, sir? Hugs? Oh, man. I'm just, I'm not. I'd hug the snow, but it would melt. That'd be awful. <laughs> I'm sending my hug out because, uh, see, that's why I love, I love hugs. They can be anything. They can be love hugs. They can be hate hugs. They can be this guy just needs a hug. I'm just going to give this person a hug because they're ultra awesome and all of Rip City should uh, 
know that by now, F the haters. Give a big old hug to Kevin Calabro for one of the greatest calls ever. Oh, his scraping call the on that, sky yeah, with his right his hand. His call <laughs> on that Shaden Sharp putback at LA. Oh, oh Shaden Sharp scrapes the sky. Like, so like, good, oh, dude. Like, oh my gosh. Get up for the downstroke. Oh, yeah, that's God. right. <laughs> oh, God. It was, it was such a good call. I, I, I love it. I love it. So a big old hug to Casey. Like, he, like, cracked the mic when he's saying that downstroke line, too, man. The audio just blew up. It was, it was awesome. That was Get and you for the downstroke. And oh. you, Chris, then in our Discord, uh, and actually, I think you shared it on Twitter as well. We're, we're talking about Christmas movies. We're talking about Home Alone. You come up with a Home Alone reference, and you made a great little clip. Uh, or, I'm sorry, shared a great little clip from the Home Alone movie uh, when, uh, when, when, they're, when they're busting and looking through the kaleidoscope. And you put Shaden Sharp in there on the kaleidoscope with Kevin Calabro's call. And that was just beautiful. Um, yeah, I ab- absolutely love that call, man. That, that was <laughs> it's, a, it's a good <laughs> season one. highlight. Season highlight. Yep. All right, my my hugs this week. Speaking of Christmas movies, my hugs this week are going to Josh Hart. Josh Hart just this morning had a had a tweet. He said that a Home Alone is not a Christmas movie, and then Bleacher Report ran with that quote. Says, still don't know about this one, Josh. Not to- not so sure if Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie. And Josh Hart then today he says, uh. Laughing my ass off. I meant Die Hard, which is not better, dude. You're, you're. Here's the, the deal. This is a problem either way. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, if 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 not everyone wants to consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, they are wrong. To either one of these calls does not make sense. Josh, we love your your candidness, man, but uh, you're you're gonna get some hate from Blazer fans around here that love Die Hard, and so I'm just sending my hugs your way. Die Hard. He's literally not at Nakatomi Plaza if he wasn't there to come to the Christmas party. The Christmas like, party is the central part of the... So, yeah, exactly. And there was a Christmas party, and the reason that there was the, the heist, if you will, is because they knew that no one would be at Nakatomi Plaza except that one company that they were trying to steal money from. So Christmas was central to the plot. To the exact same token, if you take, if you take Christmas out of Home Alone... Home Alone's just a movie about some burglars trying to get into a house <laughs> with a kid who happened to be home with no parents. Like, a psychopathic eight-year-old kid, but a kid nonetheless. Home Alone is just kid diehard. <laughs> yeah, it really is, dude. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and yeah, man, like, look, Christmas as a, as a cultural thing, there's lots of people that are not strictly Christian that are still going to celebrate Christmas. It's, it's just part of, part of society on a, on a, at a certain level. So yeah, I don't think you need Santa or Jesus or religion in any sort of, of sense of the word, a part of Christmas. I don't think you need the religious element to make it a Christmas movie. It's only December 7th, so we have plenty more time to get to more Christmas movies throughout the rest of the month here. Let's get on towards the hate mail and then on to actual Blazers basketball. Where is your hate mail going this week, Chris? American World Cup fans for proving on a national stage, an international stage, excuse me, how annoying American sports fan is. <laughs> Do you see the videos of the uh, Team USA fans in Qatar chanting, no. chanting, it's called soccer. Oh, dude. It's called on. soccer. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, and you wonder... <laughs> Why on the international stage in this in this beautiful sport, we are we are just not looked at very well. I'm just like really like I get it. We call it soccer. The rest of the world calls it football. But y'all are cringy as hell. <laughs> Read the room. Read the room, America. <laughs> yeah, you know why? You know why they said that? Because I'm gonna go back and watch the video. But I'm pretty sure the person leading the "It's Called Soccer" chant was not a red, white, and blue blooded man beard. No beard. American. 
I didn't see a beard. That's probably <laughs> no beard. why. They got it all wrong without that beard, man. They're just wrong from the start. I'm I'm just going to say, we'll move on, but I'm just going to say, it was called soccer first. It's, it's a pretty ugly look for Americans to be doing that in, in that uh, venue, but it was called soccer before it was called football. Okay, yeah. moving on to that. <laughs> well, football just uh, makes more sense. I mean, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, but the foot moves the ball. In baseball, you touch bases. Baseball. Basketball, you make baskets. Basketball. <laughs> American football. American football. The foot there you barely go. doesn't even do anything, <laughs> but it's called football. So what, what, what? would you call That's American weird. football? Like if you're going to change the name, since it doesn't make sense, what do you call American football? Oh, pigskin pileup. Pigskin pileup. <laughs> American's favorite sport. A mishmash of, uh, of of multiple other sports. Other it's, sports. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> There's nothing it's more so American. Yeah. Soccer without the foot and a and a and a slightly more smushed rugby ball. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more American than taking all sorts of parts of other people's stuff, cramming it together, and saying this is ours. My hate mail for the week. Uh, again, something we've already touched on. It's going to cold and flu season. It's it's weird. It's weird to me being this mad about being sick when it's not COVID. When I you know, relatively healthy to what a lot of people are dealing with across the world like just uh, the pandemic is not over guys or the epidemic is not over i don't care what words you want to assign, assign to it we are still having issues with this and largely because we're trying to ignore it so i'm not trying to ignore the covid stuff but this this head cold man like not not appreciating the uh the congestion and the sinus pressure that i've grown so used to not having to deal with we'll get to some blazers basketball in just a second but chris i want to follow up on something i mentioned last week when you were not here um or you know you were here. We we did schedule the episode for last week where, where it was going to happen. And then I think, what, like half an hour or 15 minutes before the pod, uh, boom goes my power from the snow. So, you know, it's it's all related to things we've talked about already. Uh, and it was nice to get out in the snow. I've been enjoying the snow. I did not enjoy uh, not having electricity for the podcast or heat uh, for that morning. But a couple days later, I threw one together myself just to get one out there real quick since we'd also missed the week before for my Thanksgiving scheduling stuff. And one of the things that I mentioned when I was putting that pot out last week was the bad news about Ivaca or Evoca TV. I'm going to go Evoca. It just sounds better. I feel like I've heard Ivaca, but it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Evoca TV has announced that they are likely going to be shuttering. They're, they're closing down at the end of 2022 unless they get some influx of money. <laughs> they're, they're basically saying they haven't made enough, uh, you know, again, shocking, Chris, from what you and I have talked about before on this pod with the problems with uh, RSNs, regional sports networks, and all the way that, you know, kind of games have been broadcast to their fans. It's shocking that some small company trying to almost be a satellite off of the original feed and trying to market towards a very small sect of the audience that doesn't want to pay for this other stuff but still wants to pay something shocking that they would have a hard time finding enough funds to really grow and, and move forward in capitalism but you were not here for this last week i kind of already gave my takes and kind of the sad news about evoca going away and just the the lack of any affordable option for blazer fans in the area give us your end of it though any anything you want to add to this as far as your insight with rsns and the rest well no i'm just not i'm not shocked it didn't work we had a couple of users in our discord i believe die mad may have uh, bought it and then said that it was actually more of a pain in the butt than he thought because it was like it was like antenna based yeah, like shout Keith, out to Die Mad. My, my big thing here, Keith, is like, I, I'm so confused as to why these big companies, these basketball teams and these leagues continue to not do their due diligence before putting their money in their brand and connecting it with things that are unproven. You have FTX yeah. getting naming rights for the stadium in Miami and it's there for a couple months and then it, it is shutters. Gone. <laughs> like, like, are, like, 
And the thing, like, if you like, is Crypto.com gonna last twenty years to keep the, no. keep the naming rights in the in, uh, in Los Angeles? Like, why not are we chance. not putting um, our due diligence into doing the work here to make sure we're we're putting our name with a with a proper brand? Um, like, dude, like if you and I connected with Avoca TV or Ivaca TV or Ivana TV or Ivana Stream a Game, I don't know what the hell it's called. Ivanka but Trump we put TV. Our, if we put our name on that, I wasn't going there. If we put our name on that and it shudders, it's like, okay, cool. We're, we're not the trailblazers. We're not a multi-billion dollar entity. <laughs> like, right, so right. That's just weird. Uh, now, when it comes to RSNs and stuff like that, uh, it, it was, I, th I think the, the, the reason uh, Ivaka failed is like the first thing any Blazer fan said was, oh, that's too good to be true. And if something right, is too yeah. good to be true, uh, it usually is. It, it, it is. Um, <laughs> But no, it, it was a it was a weird way to try to get into the market that needed to be served. But yeah, it sounded like a, again, it just sounded like it was more of a pain in the butt once you actually got into it. Didn't have much to do with the RSNs and how they work or or any of that, so I don't have a lot of info there. But it is interesting because if that doesn't work and you have other streaming alternatives, like the game is going to change with RSNs here uh, very shortly. I mean, look, I think you just got to look at the MLS and what Apple TV just did. Like I wouldn't we be shocked if, so, if somewhere down the line it's uh, you know Blazer Games or some other team like you're gonna probably start seeing teams get into Amazon Prime or God like if I were Netflix tell me you wouldn't be hitting up on that to try to get some sort of live uh, oh, TV really situation not. the fact that YouTube has its own YouTube TV now wouldn't be surprised if YouTube starts shelling out millions and billions of dollars to get some TV rights to you know buy YouTube TV and you'll also have you know. NBA we'll see that pass associated with it and stream every single game you can no blackouts blah 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 like that's where i see this all going in the long run i, I could see that being a real option too because when when the change over to root first happened one of the big problems for a lot of blazer fans was that it was no longer going to be on youtube tv that was where we used to view games on our end uh mm -hmm. instead of going through straight through comcast and yeah so you know with with youtube kind of getting shut out basically because it sounded like root wanted more money than youtube thought they should have to give for it uh I could totally see them in the future just being like, all right, cut out the middleman. Just just pick it up ourselves. And yeah, I, I would certainly prefer that to the way it's been going, man. Like it, we've, we've hammered this point home plenty about Root and how sure they are reaching more houses theoretically and technically on paper, but it's not giving more access to more Blazer fans. No matter the details, it is certainly frustrating uh, with what Blazer fans have had to go through the last couple of seasons. Going from the tried and true NBC Sports Northwest that they were used to, having to switch to Root, having other options taken away, uh, having now evoke a pop-up and, you know, shout out to KJ, shout out to Dimad, hey! who did come in. He tried to kind of review Evoca's uh, product for us and did not sound like it was quite as uh, as promising as even previous products such as YouTube TV had been. But yeah, to now have even Evoca going away and, and like you said, so quickly, they were here last year too, right? So they had like a season yeah. and a half run with yeah. the Blazers. But just imagine uh, though, I mean, like you, you had it nice because it was when it was on NBC, it was on YouTube TV, but the the deals that NBC had cut with their availability wasn't good either. You no, still, you still, you still had Blazer fans who couldn't watch. Imagine if right now Blazer games are on iHeartRadio, Rip City mm -hmm. Radio, six twenty. Okay, imagine if iHeartRadio was only available on uh, Apple iOS. If you had, if you had an Android, you were You're screwed. Out. You couldn't download the iHeart app. And you couldn't listen to a Blazer stream on your phone, right? But that's not how it works because the radio stream is everywhere and available right. to everyone. So 
Literally, so don't if, you, you own, don't you... if you own a radio, a smartphone, a computer, a car, any of that, you have 100% access to listen to the Blazer games on the radio. But if you have a TV and you turn it right. on, it all depends on where you decided to put your money and what cable package you wanted. And I've said Which this before Which proprietary on this group you're yes, investing in. I've said this before a million times on this podcast, out on the Twitter sphere, even having worked at a big media conglomerate i think there is zero excuse and zero reason for a sports team to not have 100 percent access to the fans who live within that city and within right. its broadcasting zone anyway have fun editing this down to about five minutes let's talk <laughs> basketball it's gonna be another one of those entire conversations that hits the cutting room floor that's what we need we, we need to have a patreon where it's like pay five dollars Pay five dollars a month and you'll get Keats podcast with no sound effects. <laughs> pay pay ten dollars a month, you'll get the entire unedited pod in its entirety, in full Listen, two hours. Listeners, if if right now our Patreon subscription service is free, all you got to do is click that link for Discord in the episode description. You can come and join us. You can get all the raw feed of the pod. You can get in here on the live episodes as soon as we open the room back up, so it's yeah, not just me, Chris and it. Craig bot again. <laughs> I uh, it. But for real, come and join the Discord. Get involved with live episodes here. Get involved with a handful of other podcasts we have on there. Shout out to the Rip City Alliance. Hey. Shout out to Busted Bucket, hey. Blazers What, Holy hey. Backboard, hey. Unbiased Blazers. Hey. Uh, even Rose Garden Report. Sean Hyken is, is in there with us now as well. Hey. Shout out to everyone on Discord. It's free. Hey. Come and join us. All right, so we talked earlier, Chris, about how the Thanksgiving schedule screwed me up. Uh, and we took that week off. Then last week, uh, I lost power. And so you and I had schedule issues there. We got an episode out last week after all. But overall, that big two-week-ish kind of week and a half, two-week-ish kind of break that we just took, looks like we took that break at just about the right time because the Blazers have not been playing so well until we came back, until we got that episode out this last weekend. But... Chris, you and I, we seem to have skipped the losing streak. We skipped the uh, the nasty part of the road trip. And then, again, hours after I released that episode uh, this last weekend, the Blazers win in Utah and then win again the next night in Portland here against the Pacers. So we are 24 games in now. The 25th will be this Thursday against Denver. Chris, you and I, earlier, we've been breaking the season down into 10-game uh, 10 game sections. The first 10, we went seven to three, way, uh, way above our expectations. The second set of 10 was four and six. So not above our expectations. I would say probably meeting expectations at that point. Five, four and six, five and five. It's not disappointing me in that sense. So far through these first four of this third set of 10, we are two and two. We lost to Clippers and Lakers. Then we beat the Jazz and the Pacers. And like I said, we have Denver up Thursday. Then to round out the set of 10, we have Minnesota twice this next weekend, followed by Spurs, Mavericks, and Rockets. So that brings up to 30 games. First things first, Chris, I want your prediction for this uh, third set of 10. Like the, these now next five like, games, how are you your, feeling? You and your predictions. I, I'm not a big prediction guy. Look, so I'm, I'm, not, to I'm not trying to lock you in on it. So I'm not, I'm not predicting what's going on. But I'm saying, you look at this 10-game stretch here, and this is one that the Blazers can take care of business and win yeah. in a high clip. They should probably win, honestly, six, seven of these games. You're playing against the worst team in the West, the San Antonio Spurs, the second worst team in the West, the Houston Rockets, and you have two games against Minnesota, who is just busted, right? They're, they're, they should have been better. Uh, Gobert and Cat should have been able to play next to each other. They are struggling. Anthony Edwards is struggling. They just they just don't look good. This is a stretch after running an absolute gauntlet to start the season. 
that right. if your team remains healthy, if Dame is healthy, if, if Hart is healthy, if, you know, Nurk and Simons, everyone who's missed a, uh, a time or a game, if everyone's good to go, you should absolutely take care of business. This is the 10-game stretch where if you win four of them, uh, you haven't pushed it yet, but your hand is hovering over the panic button. You're like that meme where, you know, the hand's over the button and the guy's sweating. Like, what do you do? Because <laughs> if you are a playoff team, if you are as good as you believe you are now, I know they started the season out hot. I still don't think they're uh, a top of the West team. I still think they're about where I had predicted early in the season or uh, prior to the season, which is the sixth seed uh, 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 at best, maybe a little higher, but I still like them as a sixth seed. I, that was still, I think, outpaced what a lot of people predicted for them. Um, but if you are a playoff team like that, regardless of seeding, if you are a playoff team, Keith, you are taking care of business within mm. this 10 game stretch because yeah. it's uh, it's not <laughs> I'll have to go over the entire schedule but I just don't think there's another 10 game stretch that is as easy as this one on paper, This is a pretty good one. Yeah, no, th so, this is a pretty good one. It, the 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 first two we lost with Clippers and Lakers like okay, the those two teams, Clippers obviously are good, Lakers have been coming up. But yeah, uh the Jazz and Pacers Jazz have been doing well, but Jazz and Pacers are not going to be good teams as far as the expectations this year. These next six, Denver, T-Wolves twice, Spurs, Mavericks, and Rockets. Outside of the Mavericks, man, yeah, that, that is a very winnable stretch. And Chris, you're talking about the uh, the schedule. There's been a lot of notes that so far, the Blazers, through, uh, through some metrics, we've had the second or third hardest schedule in the right. league. And after December... People are saying that Blazers are looking more like the fourth or fifth easiest schedule in the league through, through running through the rest of the season. Now, obviously, that's a giant uh, extrapolation because we're we're calculating that strength of schedule by looking at what other teams' records are coming into the game and all that. So it, a lot of things could change as you go months into the basketball at this point. But to go from one of the hardest schedules in the league to definitely one of the easiest, and like we're saying, it's reflected in this 10-game lineup here, that's pretty encouraging. So what is your what is your... What's the floor for you on these 10 games? We're 2-2 two and two for the th through the first four. So the next six games, we have Denver, T-Wolves twice, Spurs, Mavericks, and Rockets. What's your floor for this 10-game stretch as far as, like, if we're... You said four games, right? So if we're 4-6, and six, you're panicking? Yeah, if you're... Okay, so you're, you, 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 you're we're, four we're through, so six more, you should win at least half of those, dude. Right. Like, if you if you only win two of your next six with the with how easy of a schedule that is, yeah. Like the Nuggets are hard. Other than that, yeah. Come on, take care. Yeah, of I, I can figure out the Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets and Mavericks both have some teeth on them for sure. But yeah, T Wolves twice, Spurs and Rockets. That's four games that you really hope that they're gonna pull off. Rockets as well. They Rockets played well the other night. Uh, they're they're putting some games together despite where they stand and, and you know what what that roster looks so like. You hope I mean you got the three game or three day break which is huge. I mean you already got a win over Denver. Dallas beat you earlier, so you got a rebound. But other than that, man, like yeah, win game. You should absolutely win games. If you don't get through this little ten game stretch at five hundred, <laughs> yeah, and it's I think five hundred should be pretty achievable. Looking at what we've done already through ten game stretches that were much more difficult than this on paper. I'm not too concerned. I think, I mean, what, we're at 13 and 11 right now. 18 and 12? 17 and 13, I guess we're saying, is probably the floor of where we want to be after 30 you're games. You're so cute. You're, like try, you're just trying so hard for me to just give you a number. I, I, I want to I hear your number. And I'm not, saying, I'm, not telling me, I'm not telling you lock into a number and saying this is what the team's going to do. But what you just did, you're saying the floor. The floor for this team, if we're 13 and 11 right now, that would be the four-game the, the four floor that you're talking about. It would be going 500 through 30 games. Yeah. 
Are you are you worried that they're gonna be there though? Like I, I just I mean like again, we're talking about this stretch being easier, man. I'm not I feel like I'm pretty comfortable saying, yeah, 30 games in, I should be looking at 19 wins. Just depends what Blazer team you're getting. They've won games that they shouldn't. They've lost games that they shouldn't. They, that's uh, the big word so far is they got to work on that consistency. The, yeah, I mean, the consistency has been an issue, especially we can get into some of the players. People have been all over Nurk when we were losing, talking about how he's been an issue. And now as suddenly, as suddenly, as soon as we're starting to win games again, that seems to have disappeared. Chris, you and I have talked about Nurk a bunch on here. I, his consistency is the problem, but he produces for us. I think the Blazers are the same kind of way where I, yeah. our our net rating is not looking good. It's it's just hovering above zero. But as far as what you're saying, we've dropped maybe one or two games that we should have won. But I don't think there's been too many. I think in general we're we're holding up well. I I, I don't they are holding up well. I have not lost confidence in this team the way that I feel like some people did over that last uh, that last losing stretch that little skid that we that the that we had as the blazers <laughs> we they i have thrown it all in there in, in one sentence i'm not as concerned about it doesn't like it doesn't sound like you're concerned too nope. much either but you, you don't sound too positive you don't sound too convinced that they're going to go above 500. put it this way the blazers are, are are 13 and 11 and you're asking what they should do through the next six games if you're at, if you're even at 500 through the next six games that's uh that's a bit of a disappointment. That's a that's a step back because you want you, you got that two game buffer now. Keep that buffer. I mean, at least stay two games above through the next the uh, six, right? Just don't because at that point you did good. You you treaded water. You didn't fall backwards. Just don't fall backwards. Keep keep moving forward is what you want to see, especially with a stretch of games where it's absolutely doable. Like I said, Denver is the tough one just because Denver's always a, a, a tough matchup. Even when you beat them, they like the first game of the season you you. You destroyed them, but going into mm. that, you're like, oh, it's gonna be a tough game because it's Denver. Yeah. Denver's really good, but again, outside of that, there's zero, there's zero reason, Keith, over the next six games to go less than three and three, right? Because three and three would keep you at where you are right now is two games of five hundred. If you go three and three, that means you dropped games to Minnesota or San Antonio or Dallas or Houston, and it's just like, just no, yeah. you shouldn't, you shouldn't be dropping <laughs> just games no. against those teams right now. So, yes, to answer your question, just stay where you are. Continue to be at least two games above 500 through the next six. Boom. All right, so go. so that would put us at 17 and 13. Boom, we got Chris locked in on a number. We we, we got him there. We, we did it, folks. We made it. <laughs> All right. Talking about that Indiana game, though, this Sunday real quick. Grant, Simons, Lillard. 28 points for Grant, 22 for Simons, 21 for Dame, even 19 for Nurk. We had almost four starters scoring 20 uh, in one game. That is fantastic. You love to see it. You love to see. I, I mentioned last week on the pod too, Chris, first game in a while when Dame was out where we had Simons and Grant combined for 80 plus. First game in how long? I, I can't even remember that last time we had two players, two Blazers that weren't named Dame who could com combine for 80. That was fantastic. The issue time. with this, the, the problem though, obviously, that I think you and I will have to get into next week is what does this mean about the bench? The Blazers have what sounds like the lowest scoring bench in the league right now. And again, if we want consistency, we're going to have to have uh, a little more depth, a little more reliability on some of those other guys going forward. I'll tell you this much. I, gut tells me, gut tells me that guys like uh, Winslow and Watford are on the table. Um, and I know on Blazer the table, fan, like trade block on the, table. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what my gut tells me. Again, no mm. inside information. Sure, I'm sure, just sure. looking at how things are going down. You look at uh, Josh Hart, even even though he's been a very he, common trade topic, like yeah, popular even though trade he's, target. Even though he's better uh, offensively than those guys, but you look at Josh Hart, you look at Trenton Wofford, you look at 
Justice Winslow, you look at Gary Payton, who is yet to hit the floor. Hopefully that happens soon. Um, hell, you even look at Jabari Walker, if you want to throw him in this mix. They're all very similar players, right? All guys yeah. who can play multiple positions. The tweeners, who, yeah. Whose defense is probably their best uh, selling point and all tend to struggle offensively outside of Josh Hart, who, who, who his struggles are relative to the guys <laughs> around him, but he's obviously better than that group. Right. Uh, and the reason I think that a guy like Winslow and, and Watford are on the table is because I look at this team right now and I go, can they get through the year with Josh Hart starting at the three and Jeremy Grant at the four with Nurik? Absolutely. What they can't get through the season with is lack of shooting on that bench. On the bench they have yeah. got to get someone who can shoot. And so I look at Winslow because he's making, you know, close to, you know, between four and five mil as someone he's that might better. be. He's getting better, but I also think he might be someone that you can trade and get a just a known commodity of a bench shooter who can come in and just get buckets when you pass it to him. Because again, you're you're not going to be able to rely on, on Gary Payton to do it. You're not going to be able to rely on Trenton Watford to do it. You're not going to be able to rely on Jabari Walker to do it. They're going to be they're going to have moments where they hit shots just like winslow right. does but when even though winslow's looking better right now could, is that a guy that you want to have all 82 years as a guy to rely on to score it's not reliable no. it's not consistent it's a guy enough. you want for all 82 games to rely on to score uh guard multiple positions and help you defensively but the reason I've, I've started to feel this way that he might be a little bit of expendable is the fact that now that he's healthy, Coach Billups has been using Trendon Watford in the Justice Winslow role. You have seen Trendon Watford mm -hmm. play small forward, power forward, center, and you've seen him play point guard on offense, bringing the ball up the court, which is what Justice Winslow was doing a lot. It's what Gary Payton will do a lot. Again, it's what Josh Hart has done a lot. So I feel like Coach Billups is playing those guys at similar positions to see what he has to see who stands out and this to see which expendable. is the guy that they want moving forward. And mm. honestly, as good as Winslow's been, like if you told me that the two guys that were most, the, like the two guys that are most expendable out of that group are Winslow and Watford and then Hart just because of the money uh, involved yeah, the contract. Um, and his value there, but I would rather keep him. So if your two expendable pieces are Winslow and Watford, maybe you disagree, but with the way he's been playing lately, and the way he's been fitting in, I prefer Watford over Winslow myself. And then again, so if you can use w Winslow to go in and get a guy who's only going to play 12 minutes a night or wh whatever, but is just a spot up three point shooter, like an mm -hmm. like an old school Kyle Korver type, right? right, that, right. Like that is to me is exactly what this bench unit needs to help that scoring. Because as you said, the worst scoring bench in the league, and it's not even close. They averaged 25 points per game off their bench. They just played Indiana. Indiana leads the league in bench scoring at like 47 per game. That's like a 20-point clip. That's a 20-point difference. And to be fair, on the other side of that, the Blazers have, I believe it was the fourth highest scoring starting five in the league, regardless of who's starting. And you just, when you have the best score, uh, the best starting five in a bad bench, you got to get something in there. You got to balance Get me a it, yeah. shooter. That is a pretty nice detail, though. The fourth highest uh, scoring starting five in the league. And that's with Dame missing half of our games so far. So that, that's a pretty, pretty good note. Like, so that says something about the depth. We have more than five guys. We have at least six who can really put it together. We just need some more off the bench to, to do it that way. All right. That really does it for us this week. Thank you, Chris, for uh, getting through this with me. I know I sound a little weird. My head and cotton mouth and stuttering self are, are at peak levels today. But, but uh, I appreciate all of it. Listeners, hey! 
if you want to get on this, I just want to say one more time, if you want to get involved with us on this pod, uh, get involved with any other pods, get involved with the third bench for some awesome ticket access, some other swag and, and awesome Blazers content and, and other, other giveaways and things like that. What you need to do is come and join us on discord. The link is in the episode description. We have lots of fun, lots of people on there, a great community that we're putting together, creating content for fans by fans. And then, you know, there's also Chris, although Chris, I, I let me, before we get out of here, you're a fan too. And it came out on your radio the other night. You, when you were talking with, uh, is it Preston? Hey. Preston is the new producer over there. He was going somewhere, I think, with some Laker talk, or he was getting on some, on some other conversations. And and you fully, you said we. You, ref- I wish I had, re- I wish I had a recording of it. I should go back and find it because I, I want to get the receipts. You called, you referred to the team as we, and I loved it. I did a little dance in my kitchen no, when it happened. No, it wasn't the team. That was the collective we of Rip City, not dealing with Laker <laughs> talk. That that's what that was. Oh, okay, okay. So so yeah, that's not your fanhood coming out. That's just you saying no. uh, Rip City over Lakers. I think that counts, my friend. You're, uh, you're, to be you're... fair, the other the other day on uh, the other day on, uh, it might have been the fifth quarter. I don't know where it was. Maybe I'll find it. But I was on with Chad and told him how I hate my biggest thing in journalism that I can't stand is journalists who forgot why they got in the business. Who act like who they're not. Yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. Who forgot We've talked that they about were this fans. Yep. Who forgot that they were fans. And that's why they wanted to be sports reporters or writers or talking heads is because they were fans. And then everyone gets mad at someone like Chad who loves to talk about the Broncos, but he's a fan of the Broncos. So he likes yeah. to talk about the Broncos. And the thing is, I think when when you don't forget that you are a fan and you don't forget what it was like to be a fan, you can get down to the fans level and talk to them at a very special level because you don't have to belittle them because I can I can I can talk about the Blazers unbiasedly because it's my job. Right. But I grew up a fan. So deep down, I'm still a fan. I think it's very important to never forget that because then I think you're going to be able to connect with the, the, the fan in a very special level. And screw you, telemarketers ruining my podcast. <laughs> anyway, and, and that's all I got. Mostly, we're, we're just highlighting exactly what you're saying right now. People that get into this for a business, don't forget why you got into this, uh, why you got into this business. It's, it's because we're all fans. We all love this game. Well, even if you work for the team, don't be going around saying we won last night. You didn't. Did you step on the court? You didn't. We win. R- Rip City won. Rip City. <laughs> we as in Rip City. The, the collective, collective Rip we. City won. I feel you. All right. <laughs> All right, in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you to Odar for these fat beats. And thank you, all you listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Ripsty basketball, and our latest episode. Thank you again. And please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters. And come and join Discord because it's a fucking party. <laughs> that's all I got. Cool. <laughs>